Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode two of Eric and Merritt's Bizarre Adventure. Uh, I am your co-host, New York's podcaster, Eric Thurm. Oh, right. Yeah, that's good. You like that? Yeah, because we're actually in, this is like a very special episode. We are in the city that the show takes place in. Oh, that's true. For like the only time. Yeah, I oh, think that's the, o- the only uh, time that's ever happened. Yeah. Not a lot of New York anime, as it turns out. Do you do you want to also introduce yourself as? I'm Mary Kay. I'm also in New York, as it turns out. Who you're, would you're, guess? You're the pickpocket. You're the pickpocket of this podcast. Wow. Wow. Very problematic. Uh, and joining us today, new to JoJo's Bizarre Adventure is a uh, host of the WrestleSplania podcast, documentarian, uh, an incredibly good poster, uh, Rachel Millman. Rachel, welcome uh, to our bizarre uh, podcast adventure. Hi, I'm also in New York. This is crazy. I'm glad well, you got all... me as a, a New York podcaster is a really rare thing. So I'm glad. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We're, we're a rare breed. I'm yeah. glad you we're found. We're an endangered species. I'm glad you found one of the few. Uh, most concern yeah most concerned that you weren't going to find a podcaster that lived in bushwick <laughs> no it's really i was very stressed about sort of making sure we had someone who could talk about the relatability of the scene uh in which joseph uh eats a hot dog and then <laughs> is harassed by the cops <laughs> Uh, just like not something that anybody. That's I'm just, New York, I'm just, baby. I'm just really glad you found a white person to talk about it. You know. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like the only definitely the person who would understand that on a deep intrinsic level is a white person living in Bushwick. Um, we're we're all going to talk about what an ally uh, Joseph is in this uh, in that episode. So we, yeah. we all have great standing to talk about. Okay. Uh, just powerful ally behavior. Okay, good. <laughs> uh, before we get into uh, that and sort of the many fun political things happening in this part of JoJo, uh, what, if anything, did you know about this franchise going into these episodes? So I um, have not watched a truckload of anime in my day. Uh, this is probably the most consecutive anime I have watched since I dated somebody a number of years ago who was like, you should watch Perfect Blue. It's a really good movie. And that's like the only, I haven't seen, I've seen some like Ghibli and stuff, but like this has been the first in a very long time. And so I was like, I'm only, so I figured I was like, I could like really immerse myself and watch all of what leads into this. But I was like, I may as well take the approach I do on Splania and only watch what I was assigned and view that fully in a vacuum. Um, yeah, and I would say that's the approach that we want to take here. I yeah, think part yeah, of the I think experiment. The, the joke, part of the joke I made when I pitched myself was JoJo Splania. So like, yeah. well, <laughs> I was so like, had, I may as well like fully lean into like that sort of I guess brand. <laughs> had had anyone uh, talked to you about this franchise and it's like comparisons to wrestling yes so that was like the one thing i had about it which is that oh you should watch jojo it's a lot like pro wrestling um and someone i used to live with i would walk in on him watching it which is how i became familiar with like the to be continued meme and i knew it had a lot of references to like classic dad rock 
and I knew it was a little gay and I knew it was that's, kind of like wrestling. <laughs> honestly, that's like most, that's like most of the thing. Like you yeah. really came in with the, the, all so the, I came the in like fully blocks. prepped. <laughs> okay. Yeah, those are those are the things I would I would sort of like tell someone to be like, this is what the show is about. It's, it's a like little gay. It's, it's got gay. some dad rock. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a dude named after Dire Straits and also a, a man named Robert Speedwagon. <laughs> um, I knew about Robert Speedwagon and I found that to be very funny. Yeah. Uh love Speedwagon. Uh, Mary, do you want to do the the segment, or I, I don't know if we, do we want to keep doing this, where where you sort of try to explain the the premise of the whole franchise? I don't know how much it makes sense. You don't think to we're going to get a lot of more more juice out every of that, episode? Uh, that fruit. Um. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's just because we recorded to sort of you know peek behind the curtain a bit. We recorded the last episode of this yesterday. So I feel like, you know, we already sort of have that foundation, but, you know, it's a show about, uh, this is the story of, um, uh, the, welcome to the story of the Joestar family and the one man who had to keep it all together. Is that Dio? Uh, <laughs> and the one man trying to tear it all apart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's one stone of Asia, Joseph. What could it cost? <laughs> um, yeah, no, part two. Yeah, it's it's weird. This is the one part of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure until much later on when Dio is just like not involved at all. Yeah, do you do you know about Dio, Rachel? Uh, I from context clues in the episodes I watched, and mm. uh, he's uh, an old gay vampire. And yeah, because they talk about him. And I understand a lot of people's display names now that I follow on Twitter who are cosplayers that I did not understand before this. Oh. So I would like to say that this podcast has brought me understanding. <laughs> well, it's nothing if not educational. Yes, you know? true. That's our mandate, definitely. Um, yeah, Dio is the vampire that sort of kicks everything off with the Joestar family back okay. in the 1880s. Uh, he's adopted by them and then hates them because they're rich and then tries to basically like inherit all of their money and then turns himself into a vampire. So he's like and, a uh, class warrior. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yes. The he, comparison so. that we used in talking about the first part is he's like, I don't know if you're familiar with the OC we learned a lot about his similarities to Ryan from the OC. Oh, 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 He's oh. a Ryan for sure, yeah. Oh, I, oh, uh, wow. Um, but, no, but sort I, of, so sort I'm of an familiar. Evil Ryan. Okay, I was going to say, because like I'm familiar with my memories of being a horny teenager and like comparing someone to Ryan from the OC is a grand honor because like, I am not Seth Cohen Hive. I am deeply Ryan Hive. Um, and uh, I was like, he didn't, the way they talked about him, he didn't come off like a Ryan. But like, so wait, does that mean that like, if Dio's a Ryan, does that mean like the Joe stars are like Chino snobs? Or am I going too far in that OC comparison? I kind of think they are. I mean, Mary, I feel you have more background for this. They start off as rich people. Yes. They're yeah. like yeah. a very, very rich family. 
Uh, and the dad in part one has ver- also has very intense eyebrows. Ooh. Do we like um, the dad as sucks. much as we no. like? Oh, he's not. He's not. No, no, no. no. Oh. He's not a. He's not a Sandy Cohen type at all. He sucks. Uh, like, cause and he, Sandy, he dies pretty early. Oh yeah, and like, cause Sandy is the true babe of that show. Like Sandy Cohen, like the crushes go Sandy Cohen number one, Ryan number two. Well, Summer number two, Ryan probably number three, Seth number 40 <laughs> i'm sorry i'm like very no, anti- i'm very anti-seth and i apologize to everybody who is not anti-seth but like i don't i think i, I think, think seth was a dangerous thing a whiny man like seth was a dangerous thing to sell teenage girls i think history has sort of vindicated you yeah um, in, yeah in your anti-seth sentiments just because at the time you know it was a it was a different time it was absolutely a different time and different america it was definitely Um, a different america but now looking back i think we can all agree that seth cohen is a fucking piece of shit he's a uh, can i call him a little bitch he's a little bitch he is pussy i think i'm just gonna check (laughs) with our producer um yeah i'm getting the nodded it's okay to call seth cohen a little bitch that's fine well because like i didn't watch it when it was on the air i watched it a couple years later and i was like horrified at how much I would have like been into him as a teenager and how much he would have been aggressively marketed to me because it was like oh he's like what I think Pete Wentz will talk to me like and like Pete Wentz wouldn't talk to me like that and like Seth I'm sorry to turn this into talking about the OC we have to focus on the anime but no, I just like I kind no, of no, actually no. like this three thread because we started <laughs> with it yeah with, when Sadie Dupuy was on to talk about part one she brought this stuff up and it's something that I hadn't really considered before and so I kind of like it's going to get I think increasingly difficult to like create those connections but at this point now I'm kind of committed to doing it okay so like I want to, yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm happy to continue the analogies throughout. Uh, is, I was, gr- is the grandma Sandy Cohen? Oh, maybe. Actually, maybe. <laughs> okay. She, so, well, so, 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 I think I, I would say because I don't have a ton of contributions to make to this because I have not seen the OC, but I think that uh, Hirohiko Araki, who writes and draws the original JoJo manga agrees with your anti-Seth uh, stance because Jonathan Joestar, the grandfather of Joseph, is sort of the most, as I understand it, Seth-like of the JoJo's. And as the series goes on, they get progressively less like that. Uh, so, right, like we have Joseph here, who is kind of a cad. And then the one in part three, Jotaro, uh, notoriously calls his mom a bitch in the first episode. <gasps> That's so uh, rude. And she, we'll, we'll we'll get to that when we when we fully do part three. But yeah, he's a very rude boy. Uh, he's a very rude boy who grows up to become a marine biologist for some reason, um, and and just really kind of looks like a, a mean child, even though he is a uh, looks like an adult man who weighs like three hundred pounds and is, is all muscle, but he's like canonically seventeen. Uh, much like much like many actors who play teens on uh, soap operas. That's true. I mean, like, and I'm familiar with large men who act like teenagers because I am a wrestling fan. So wow. <laughs> yeah. So let's do we do we want to uh, introduce uh, this this season? 
Yeah. All right. So I'll, I'll introduce and then we'll, we'll, uh, uh, talk through these episodes. So this is the formal introduction to Jojo's Bizarre Adventure Battle Tendency, uh, based on the long running manga by Hirohiko Araki and animated by Studio David. Uh, Jojo's Bizarre Adventure Battle Tendency takes place in 1938 and follows the adventures of Joseph Joestar, grandson of Phantom Blood protagonist Jonathan. When an expedition funded by Oil Baron, Robert E.O. Speedwagon, unearths the Pillar Men, an ancient race responsible for creating the stone masks, Joseph is forced to perfect the art of Hamon in order to defeat them. The Battle Tendency manga was published in Shonen Jump from 1987 to 1989, and this series aired originally on Tokyo MX uh, from December of 2012 through April of 2013. Um, and I would love to start, actually, Rachel, with your perspective on the Speedwagon parts of this, because I rewatched these episodes and I had totally forgotten that the first episode does not start by introducing the new protagonist or doing anything that would be helpful for someone who is new to the series. It just starts by being like, here are multiple old men in Mexico looking at a statue, man. Uh, And you're supposed to know what that means. Well, I kind Uh, of respect that instead of doing a cold open to an episode, the episode is a cold open to an entire second series. That was kind of how I viewed the first thing I watched because it was like there was no it didn't even have opening credits when I clicked play on it. And then I just kind of was like, well, these old men are fighting and I just kind of like accepted it. Yeah. Like, so so if, what, what was your what was your initial sort of impression of the these two particular old men, Speedwagon and uh, Straight So? Oh, well, I mean, any sort of opening like that, you know, there's going to be a betrayal and you just don't know in which direction it's going to go. Um, uh, And, you know, like all stories of old men unearthing like artifacts, it's like, oh, maybe they should have had a little hubris. But uh, that's a common story of hubris showing up too late. Um like I, I was mostly like, okay, I'm here for the ride, and like, I did forget that I did. I this this I, I I always go into these sorts of things where it's like, let me try something completely new to me that I don't know anything about, and I like worry about like not getting the story, and I have like Wikipedia sum- summaries pulled up in another tab in case in case I need to understand what's going on even though i'm watching the dubbed wor- version i have subtitles up because i want to like understand it and then i forget that most things are actually very easy to follow and i will say that jojo was incredibly easy to figure out immediately because i would say it is 87 percent exp- uh, exposition so like mm-hmm. i understood <laughs> like there are whole characters in this series whose entire job is just to say what's happening yeah like, and in, like in part I re- one that uh speedwagon character basically his job after he's introduced is just to sort of say like this is what's happening right now and it's because of this <laughs> and, and I, i'm i'm would love to hear sort of based on this version of speedwagon what is your guess about what speedwagon is like in part one in which he's like you know like 20 or something like, what, i have what, a what would feeling you guess about speedwagon? uh probably a fucking asshole right 
if he's become if he's if if they because they talked about like the tragedy that has befallen mm-hmm. the 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 good ship Jojo. Um, like if they've talked about that tragedy and he's the only person that has survived it, like, oh no, he wasn't on the boat. Yeah, he wasn't on the boat. Oh no, no, but like if the family is consistently in tragedy. Oh, I see. Right? Yes. Yeah. yeah, If the family is consistent, like if there's a bloodline of pain, then his punishment for being an asshole in his youth is that he has to witness it into like his twilight years, and then he has to learn humility. Kind is of, yeah, kind of. Is that completely it's, wrong? That's like you're not. You, you could be forgiven for assuming that it's kind of like that. So he isn't actually like a member of that family. He is, um, just like a early friend of Jonathan Joestar, who is okay. the first one. So um, he's like the Toby Maguire of this whole Gatsby thing. Yes, yeah. <laughs> very much so. Okay, he actually starts as a street tough who has. Well, sorry, you're, I assume you're going to describe his hat. I mean, you're very excited to describe his hat. So why don't you describe I, his hat? His hat, his hat has razor blades in it. It's like you know, in Austin or not in Austin Powers. Uh, well, no, Austin Powers, which invented that no. character. <laughs> no, the thing is, is that I immediately understand what you're about to say because I watched Austin Powers before I watched any Bond movies, and mm-hmm. like the guy has the hat, and the man in the and Austin Powers has the shoe, and it rocks. Mm-hmm. We are not talking about crimes the actor in Austin Powers has been arrested for. I get what you were saying. Hat has knives. Got it. Good. Let's go. What's no, no, next? but they're, they're specifically, <laughs> they're like razor blades that come out of the hat and he does like tricks with the hat. That's uh, so cool. Yeah, but then he becomes an oil baron and they don't explain how that he, happened. Well, he, so he like starts off as this just like hoodlum, but then he realizes that like, oh, this rich guy is actually a gentleman he's like oh he has honor he's like a noble man so uh i guess i'll just start following him around now and like helping him with his dad being sick or something it's very weird (laughs) and then um he goes from like sort of being like a threatening guy who has like a cool hat and is strong to like completely irrelevant really quickly and then starting in this part his role is solely to just like fund their adventures by being an oil baron. Yeah, he So he's like a woke oil baron. He's woke in the sense that uh, like he has an entire foundation our- dedicated to killing vampires. So like <laughs> okay. I guess okay. depending on your definition, like he could be super racist still and just like oh, just he's hate vampires. Well, he's probably racist against the Roma people if he hates vampires. So maybe I mean, he's, not he's woke. an old rich English person. So like yeah, he's probably but- so would I then be correct in saying that his role kind of mirrors what Smokey is in the first episode of like, here's this person who's tangential to it, who's now going to become an observer? Yes. He's the okay. Smokey of part one. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, cool. And he, 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 you know, I mean, spoiler, he dies in between parts two and three because part three takes place in the 80s when he would be <gasps> over 100. What the uh, fuck? But, I know. <laughs> but he has he has by this point endowed the Speedwagon Foundation. So basically just there will be like random moments where people show up in a helicopter that says Speedwagon on it. Uh, and like, you know, sort of people in in like a strike team of dudes that just show up to be like, we're here to help the Joe Stars, and we have no other job. Here's a dog. That will help you. Oh, yeah, I forget. They send them the dog. Uh, yes. They do at one point, like, basically mail them a dog. Um, 
who also has superpowers. Yeah, so uh, he's just kind of he's kind of the the Deus Ex. But it's it's yeah. funny it's funny that you mention humility because I feel like Speedwagon actually has the correct sort of like lack of hubris response, which is that he's like, oh, I found this thing. We should just destroy it immediately. Yeah. Uh, and Straitso, on the other hand, is like, fuck that. I'm going to put this mask on and become a vampire. So Straits, yeah, like I forget how much of this they actually say, but he was one of the people who fought Dio in part one. So in the 1880s in England, he was like a monk who used his breathing powers to fight vampires. Uh, and I think his partner dies because doesn't he have a partner named Dyer? Yes, Dyer Straits. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, and, uh, and their master, their master is named uh, Tom Petty. Tom Petty. Yeah. Which is um, correct. That's correct. Right. Okay. Yeah. And um, then they fight all of the members of um, Led Zeppelin who are zombies Okay, I'm kind of surprised uh, Smokey's last name isn't Robinson. He's just Smokey Brown. Yeah, that's a little like... <sighs> that, eh, yeah. Hmm. Uh, uh, so it's possible that at this point in his life, Hirohiko Araki had never met a black person. It's possible he still has never met a black... Like, It's possible i mean it's much less likely but yes because he goes to like but like sometimes right but just like being just some manga artist in japan in the 80s like um yeah he may have just been like i guess this is what new york is like yes cops there's like big shitty so he got that right at least there's like big shitty cops (laughs) harassing people i will say this is that i just went to Smokey's uh jojo fandom wiki page and i guess the claim is that he's named after Smokey robinson and james brown I named you after the two bravest men I ever knew. But (laughs) I don't, maybe, we'll see. I don't know. Who am I to presume anything about the author's intent? Um, But but he does get the cops right. Yes, he does get the cops right. You guys were like, because I I knew what I knew about this, and I clicked play on this, and then I watched this episode, and I was like, I was not expecting the wrestling anime uh, to tackle structural racism two times in one episode. This is new and exciting. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of weird, though, because part two is like, you know, it int- it does a real save the cat kind of thing with Joseph because it introduces him by having him save this poor kid. Mm-hmm. But then, and so it's like, wow, cops are shitty. They do team up with literal like the literal nazis yeah um, pretty pretty early on like they're just like oh the nazis are here and they're trying to fight the vampires well i guess we're on the same team <laughs> anyway we'll yeah, never mention that and eric you for you were like when we were talking about this part of few weeks ago or months ago you're like oh no it's like way before world war ii right it's yeah, just I they're thought- just germans they're not nazis no, and no, like, no like 1938 no, is not super not it's 1938 <laughs> yeah. so yeah. i i thought that this i thought that this took place in like 33 or something where it's like they're oh, still nazis in 33 yes, they're, yes they're still nazis <laughs> they're still nazis it's way the war is like you know ongoing uh it, there just is a lot happening, I would say, with the the politics of this part. 
Uh, but that's how you know that the pillar men are really bad. Yeah, they're because they're worse than the Joseph Nazis. is like, well, I guess I got to team up with the Nazis. Uh, although I will say, because I, I forget, I, I haven't watched the middle episode. If I remember correctly, what happens is, and, and this is, I guess, something of a spoiler, right? The episodes that you watched, Rachel, end uh, with, you know, one of the pillar men, uh, who, by the way, the, the dub calls San Viento. That's wrong. His name is Santana. Okay. Um, uh, Santana. Oh yeah, that makes more sense. Because <laughs> they have to, they they change a lot of the names for the dubs because they don't want to like have a rights issue. Okay. Uh, and and then the other Nazi and then uh, von Stroheim, the Nazi major, is like the other Nazis are going to awaken the other pillar men, <laughs> and then they do, and then they're like, ah shit, like Nazi science. Uh, Wait, we- is that in France? Yeah, they're like in somewhere else they, in Europe. They go to Europe, yeah. And then and then von Stroheim is like, uh, we spent so much time asking Veza a Nazi oh science could do this that we did not ask Veza we should. Um and then he sort of does a Jurassic Park, but with the with the pillar men. Um uh, I'm seeing killed. some parallels to God, what was the alien movie with Michael Fassbender a couple of years ago? Covenants, yeah, because like the, the, I feel like there's very similar th- themes in Covenant, where they discover those stone guys, and then the stone guys are like, "We hate you. We're going to kill you and eat you." Like a very mm. similar vibe. Michael Fassbender also definitely like a he could play one of these characters. Oh sure. yeah, and he would love to play like the Bowie man named Carlos Santana. That would be like a mm-hmm. dream thing for Michael Fassbender to do. <laughs> and the other, it's funny because the other, I don't think he would play Santana though. Cause Santana is not in the show enough. I think he would demand higher billing oh. to play one of the other pillar men who are named Wamu after wham cars and ACDC. Uh, but who- ACDC is spelled A E I S I D I. Who is the most naked? SI. Because Michael Fassbender loves to be naked in movies. They're all equally They're naked. They're all pretty naked, oh, yeah. Oh, okay. I'm just They asking. just don't wear clothes, really. They just yeah, kind of, and like, yeah. Michael Fassbender's favorite thing is being naked in movies. It, Merit, which one of them turns into a brain? I feel like that's the most naked you could possibly get. <laughs> that's ACDC. Is that ACDC? Okay. I always forget if that's Wham or ACDC. ACDC, no, ACDC turns into a brain. Wham turns into a tornado, and Cars turns into, into the a sun bird. Or yeah. So the thing is, is that I knew this was like wrestling. I'm gonna say that this this discussion right now is like the most wrestling esque thing. <laughs> I feel like this show because you like very casually yeah. like, oh, he turns into a brain. The other person turns into a bird, yeah. and that does make that does bring a parallel to like, oh yeah, the guy who likes orange juice beat up the man with the rat stick this week. Like <laughs> this is like if wrestling didn't have a budget or and wasn't con- like constrained by the limits of like human biology and physics. Yeah, it would be this. It would yeah. be people just turning into birds and getting launched into volcanoes. I mean, this is kind of what Matt Hardy wants to do, but like you said, he's mm. constrained by physicality. Mm-hmm. I would love to hear actually because I don't know. I know a little bit about wrestling, but not yeah. a ton. I would love. I don't know anything. (laughs) Uh, I would love if we could talk about the Straits Joseph fight, uh, sort of like breaking it down from a wrestling perspective, 
because I feel like there's a lot happening in this in the the two episodes that this fight takes. So uh, I would say that like even though we root for Joseph from the angle, if I were watching these two fights um, in a wrestling ring with no other context other than maybe some promos cut beforehand and a vague knowledge of a storyline, I would assume that Joseph is like a proud, fussy heel that you like to root for because he's such a little asshole. Mm, mm -hmm. Like Joseph's kind of a heel. Like he's a hot heel. Don't get me wrong, but like he's a heel to me. Oh yeah, no, he's a fucker. He's a fucker. Exactly. He's a fucker. So he, his character has a really strong contrast with the main character of the first part, who is just sort of the stoic, like just boring guy who is like, I'm going to, get revenge or I'm going to get Dio for destroying my family's house and my father. Um, and it's just like a normal protagonist. Like he's a baby face essentially. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Very boring. And uh, Joseph is like his whole thing, which you see in some of these first episodes is just being a total shit and just winning fights by just like outsmarting people. So he's very fun to watch. Yeah. Um, I mean, and like fun to root for because he always does the thing too of like, like his trademark thing is saying like, Oh, your next line is, how is he still standing up with a hole in his head? And then like the person will say that and they're just like, what? Oh my God. I would say, well, there's actually probably character wise, there is a more apt comparison to him with someone in WWE, but that performer has some very fucked up allegations against him. So I don't want to compare him to Velveteen Dream. I would mm-hmm. say out of the non-canceled men of wrestling, I would he's probably attitude-wise very close to Zack Saber Jr. I'm not familiar. Yeah, give Zach, us a little bit of Zach is a very uh, bendy. He's like a he's like holds and submissions guy. He wrestles mostly in Japan. He's from England. He's like a very proud heel and a little asshole, and he'll rip your arm off. Um, and like that's part of that like proudness and like sort that that very much factors into like his character in ring although i do have to say the second he steps out of ring and you walk up to him at the merge table he's like super sweet and bubbly and excited and in real life he's like a british socialist um and like has talked about like he's cut promos about like winning a match quickly so he can go fix brexit <laughs> which Amazing. like like that sounds very much like Joseph Joestar. <laughs> like that that those two things click together. He he does have that thing where in the middle of the fight he calls that random woman a floozy in the dub. Yeah. Uh, and then as soon as the fight is over, he's like, "Hey baby." <laughs> Yeah. She starts hitting him. Yeah. And like he's, he's, uh, I mean, there's no doubt. I feel like I even asking this is silly, but like there, I feel like there's a consensus among all of us that he is a himbo for sure. Oh, absolutely. This, oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, everyone in this is a well, himbo. Pretty, pretty much everyone in this series is. Um, but he definitely stands above them all as just like a total dumbass. I know. Is like, this is the most, I feel like, um, Looney Tunes ass part of like any of them, just because all of the way he wins fights is just like, oh, uh, you thought you beat me, but actually 
I tied a string around your finger and then it was connected to like a doorknob that dropped a paint can. Like it's just some home alone shit. Like it's very funny. Very early in the first episode when they're like in that restaurant and he just pulls out a Tommy gun. Oh yeah, no, that's very good when he's just like, Oh uh, yeah. He's like, Oh, what? I, the vamp, a vampire is coming to kill me. Oh, okay. Well, I'll just be prepared with a fucking Tommy gun. So when he shows up, I'm just—he's just like, yeah, no, we're not doing. I'm not going to do a whole thing with you. Sorry. So, bye. I do. I do love the the like opening of the fight is very little Red Riding Hood. Like Joseph is basically like, what nice fangs you have, uh, straight so, and then just like lights him up. Uh, and and then is like I'm happy to go to jail if it turns out I just like killed some random dude, <laughs> which is very funny because we don't see the other patrons of the restaurant, but it does seem very likely that he killed some other people well, in the process of I think using the Tommy gun. The patrons we do see in the restaurant, it's implied that he doesn't realize that everyone else in there is in, is in the mob and he's killing their like oh yeah their brusque coworker. So like. I assumed, I merely assumed that the setup for this guy he was obviously about to kill was that they were all going to mob him, like they were all going to run at him because he murdered their co their annoying coworker. Um, and I was, I was wrong, but like, so he definitely killed other people, but we can assume that they're also mobsters of ill repute and deep racism. Yeah, they had it coming. It's, yeah. It's funny. I, I want to, so specifically in that mob scene, um, this is just a fun little Easter egg. Mayor, do you remember the scene with the guy who looks like he has the jigsaw face and and starts the fight because he's being racist against Smokey? Oh, jigsaw face? Yeah, he just, his face looks... Like shit. He looks kind of... He looks like Uncle Ruckus from the Boondocks a little bit. <laughs> okay. In that his eyes are different sizes and like it's just very gross. But the the American, the English voice actor for that guy uh, who does at one point after Joseph like predicts something about his brass knuckles, he's like, oh my God. Uh, and it's funny because that voice actor is the same voice actor who voices Joseph in part three when he's an old man. Oh. And his Joseph's old man catchphrase is in fact looking look at the camera and saying, oh my God, because he just like becomes American somehow. He just like loses <laughs> yeah. his British accent. Uh, well, I, yeah, because I, I, I'm going to assume I'm the person who most recently watched it. He does this like very, he does, I... I'm sorry to compare him to Benedict Cumberbatch, but he does a very like Sherlock style, like, mm, I noticed via the Wikipedia of the mind that there's blood on your shirt. And I am doing a Google search of the atmosphere to do this. And I'm going to swipe through with my hands, blah, 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 to figure out yeah. that you're in your back pocket. Hoo hoo, sort of deal. So I will say that I watched that. I maybe have watched like one or two episodes of the dub of this. I've watched the sub when I first watched it. So being, and and then in part three, uh, even though I watched the sub, Joseph Joestar, like when he says, oh my God, it's like in a very American way. Um, it's like not English at all. So being reminded that Joseph is English is like very disturbing to me. Like <laughs> his whole voice of just like, 
Oh, straight. Oh, I've got. Oh, oh hello, hello, poppycock. Like, like, yeah, yeah. Like, Pro- proper fight in it. Like, sorry, what? <laughs> Excuse what me. Did you say, it's sir? like it's probably like hearing Madonna's Detroit accent, mm, or like mm-hmm. whatever her actual voice once was. And I would say that Joseph spent his adult life trying to put being British behind him. But honestly, based on what we learn about him as an old man, it seems like he just forgot that he was British. I think that's likely. Yeah, he yeah. probably. Yeah, he sounds like a himbo. But also, I will say that trying to trying to put being British behind you is a really good way to attempt allyship. Yeah, <laughs> very American. Very American of him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He just uh, he fucked up because he instead of just being putting British behind him, he leaned into being American, which is like you know, mm. out of the frying pan into the fire sort of deal. He does kind of wear a cowboy hat for um, most of part three. Wow. As they wander, as they wander through the desert, and he beats up a series of people in the Middle East. It's uh, so yeah also very, very american this is very much the story of just like american empire um, of the growth and decline of american empire yeah because yeah. then in part four he's like extremely decrepit he's old and decrepit yeah oh so uh, in part four he's and, in the now got it and yeah. wastes and wastes all of his child's money wow that's so classic joseph is such a boomer mm-hmm. <laughs> uh uh because yeah, he accidentally spends a bunch of money on diapers in part four. Uh, so I would, and then specific, the next thing in the fight that I want to like zoom in on is the next big, to me, like wrestling twist, which is when Joseph uses uh, his hormone, his like breathing energy. Um, oh, that's what hormone is, right? Okay. Which is that's like that's the special technique that like the protagonist learns in part one to fight Dio the vampire. He's taught it by. Uh, an old Italian man named uh, Will Zeppeli, named oh, after Led Zeppelin. So, you, but, and, but uh, also Zeppeli is how we know he's Italian because he's named after dessert. Yes, That's good. Yeah. And um, I guess that power is like, is it just passed down? Like, it's is it just like a bloodline thing, or like does Joseph Joseph like learns it from? straights and some of the other people when he's younger right? it seems no, to be a he little it's, I feel like it's a little bit of nature and nurture yeah. yeah for Joseph so for Joseph it's not I think that it's like my understanding is that because his dad knew how to do it when he fucked wait but who are who are Joseph's parents again I always get confused on this because okay. Rena is his, his grandmother yes. okay yeah. so Joseph's Joseph's parents are, this is going to include spoilers for later in the season. Joseph's father, George Joestar II, uh, was a pilot in the Royal Air Force right. and got killed by a zombie. And then they said that he died in a crash to like cover up the fact that there was a zombie. His mother oh, yeah, yeah. Is, is Lisa Lisa, who, if, if Rachel, if you end up going deeper into this, you'll get to a point where this like very hot lady teaches him how to breathe good. She, yeah, she's like the mentor for part two. She like trains him and, uh, Zeppeli's grandson. Zeppeli's grandson. Um, and he's like, wow, spicy honk honk. And then it turns out that she's his mom. Um, (laughs) (laughs) cool. Who also, she, she was on the boat when she uh, was on the, she's the baby. Yes. She's a baby on the boat that is rescued by arena. Arena. Mm -hmm. But, huh? What? So arena. So wait, 
Wait a second. Okay. Okay, wait. Who, so, oh, because Arena is also pregnant with George. With George, With yes. George II at the time that she escapes the boat accident, but then her kid and her adopted kid yes, get, get married. married. Yes, that's correct. Hmm. What? Pretty English, if you ask <laughs> it's, me. It's very English. What? He, he just yeah, never met, so, he never met another woman. So, yeah, I guess, um, so Arena, who is like the, the widow of uh, Jonathan, um, when she escapes this like horrible boat sinking, um, she is pregnant with Jonathan's child, but then also rescues the small girl, uh, who is Lisa Lisa. And then Lisa Lisa and it marries like the boy that she was raised with. What? Older, older lady. I mean, nice. this isn't oh like, this isn't like the 1900s or like the 18. Yeah. That's so that's yeah, normal. So that's you know like, what guys that's standard you know for what? the time? It was normal. That's everyone was doing that back then. Yeah. Everyone was like almost dying in boat accidents. And then, it was a different time. It was a different time. Okay. Standards were different. Uh, yes. Those are Joseph's parents. You met like, you maybe met like one person of the opposite sex in, in your whole life. So if they were your adoptive sibling, then you just made a Folgers commercial and, and mm-hmm. went for Jesus. it. Nice. Uh, uh, it, I think Lisa, Lisa also, if I'm remembering correctly, is like maybe supposed to be Tom Petty's daughter. So, uh, I, I don't think that's like in the text or maybe they like briefly huh. mention it. She she has like Hamon parents though. Right. And so Joseph has Hamon powers because she is his mom. Yeah, and because he also the the Hamon skipped a generation, I think. Oh, right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It skipped, yeah, because George didn't have the powers and that's why he was killed by a fucking zombie. Idiot. Like a simp. Yes. Like a fucking chump. Uh, but that's how he has the the Hamon powers and uses them to do tricks well so specifically the thing i wanted to before we got sidetracked and talking about joseph's parents uh the sort of revelation that straights has this like magic cape that he made out of like bugs or something <laughs> do you do you remember this merit yeah everyone who trains in hamon has a magic cape or scarf that's made out of bugs that channels Hamon powers. That yeah. reminds me. I mean, I have like you. Do you two have the friends who are like telling you all their new different ways of having protein, and it's always like bugs <laughs> that you've never heard <laughs> of. Bugs. That's actually a shout I, out to Chris Person, and specifically to Chris oh. Person, and he loves he loves being told that he gets protein out of bugs. <laughs> Chris eats bugs. I did not know that about him. Well, not like bug bugs, but he's always telling, he's always, you know, telling everyone with glee. And it's always delightful to learn about the new ways he has gets protein or finds flavor. And like, it's always, you gotta find flavor where you can get it. Like the exoskeleton of a beetle. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Which makes sense. I think if you're trying to get yoked because those beetle skeletons notoriously conduct hormone energy um so if you're really trying to perfect your body as a vehicle for hormone you got to do it uh but what he which he uses in this fight because joseph attacks him with his hormone and he's like you fucking idiot i'm a hormone master i knew you were going to do this i did the thing that you do uh by wearing my cool cloak uh and then i think after that he kidnaps that lady 
Uh, oh yeah, he goes to the Brooklyn Bridge. Yes, he does. He does the Spider Man thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, kidnaps the lady and then is like, "I'm gonna kill this lady." This is my favorite. I think part of these first three episodes <laughs> because he like tries to pose this weird dilemma to Joseph where he's like, he also poses well, it poorly because it's like the same yeah. <laughs> outcome. So he's like, oh, I'll just kill you, but I won't respect you as much. Like, and <laughs> he's like, yeah, come and, and face me, Joseph. Yeah, he's like, if you if you don't want to get revenge for a speed wagon, then you're a coward and I'll have time to heal myself. But if you attack me, I'll kill this random lady and you'll be a bitch or something. Yeah, but he doesn't. Hmm? He doesn't. I don't. He hasn't killed that lady. Though. No, no, he does. He says he's going to. Though. Yeah. But he, I don't, but he, he's just like, he lets her go, right? He gets distracted, I feel. Because there's a question, there's an open question here, I think, of, um, does being a vampire in the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure universe make you inherently evil? Um, or, does like, it is just it a Buffyverse you- thing where you're dead and a demon has replaced your body? Or is it just like, you just see people as bugs basically now? Unclear. I think, think it's I think bugs. it's bugs. I think it's bugs because Straits is still basically like decent, sort of. Is he, he? Well, he's like, I want to live forever, and there's only one person who can kill me, so I'm gonna just fucking kill them first. Um, he's gonna kill her. He's gonna kill the old lady. Arena? Yeah, he says the only other person after he thinks he killed Joseph. He's like, now all I have to do is kill Arena. Well, she could also kill him. So he's like, I'm going to just do that first. And then, but then when he's like dying or when he's like going to be killed, he's like, I'll just, just kill myself with my own powers. You don't have to go out of the way. It's fine. Yeah, you you know, bro. And then he's like, also like, hey, you should really like go to Mexico because the pillar men, you got to save Speedwagon. Sorry, bro. Mrs. Straits (laughs) said she would use the hormone herself. Sorry, bruh. Uh. Well, like, I, you know, I don't know if he's decent or not. I don't know enough about vampire morality. But I mm. do think that there is something, like, I mean, you can be a decent person and still hold, like, your petty grudges. So, like, sure, yeah. in terms of vampire morality, like, he's being decent and, like, people are, people is bugs. People is bugs. But like people is bugs, but like he might have like a petty thing with Arena. Which like I as a person who like of course I consider myself to have decent morality, but like mm-hmm. I also have like my petty shit. And like So what you're saying is if you had vampire powers, you would probably there are like a few people, there are a few posters online that you would just be like well, I'm sorry, but I am a vampire, so I'm I am going to fucking throw you off the Brooklyn it Bridge. It wouldn't be posting-based, ba- like, strife. Okay. But I, I, see. I would love to be a vampire where my power is making people feel bad about themselves. Oh. Yeah, and, like, just, like, a little... Sort of just, like, holding up a mirror to their psyche. Yes, yes. Like, like Ghost Rider. Like Ghost... That's yeah. literally yeah. what like Ghost, Ghost Rider does. Yeah. That's what Ghost Rider does. Yeah, and like, I, you know, I I don't think I would like do any like off of a bridge shit. Like, you know, like people is bugs, but like, I, I don't know where it's I'm going like, with um, this. I'm just saying like, that like, maybe he has some old beef and like, yeah. it's probably like messy drama to the rest of us, but to him, it's like very important. 
So like maybe he has to go just be like, I remember what you did, Irina. (laughs) You bitch. I am always just like really fascinated by the ways that media uses like supernatural creatures like this. And I think it's really more interesting when uh, when becoming a monster doesn't like just flip a switch where you're like, well, I'm just going to kill random people now, but it's like, oh, I am better than everyone else. And they're not really people anymore. Like, um, oh yeah, the not monster, to get sidetracked, but like the what we do in the shadows, always, the TV yeah, show. Yeah. Um, it's basically just like vampires are rich people. Yeah. And like the monster is always ego. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and in this case, he go into the, uh, into the East River. Yeah. Nice. Get his ass. Get his, get his ass. ass. Get his ass. He's like that. I don't know if you two saw that video of that girl yesterday diving into the Hudson. Oh my God. She's going to come out looking like fucking Killer Croc or something. Or like, <laughs> you know, the lizard from Spider Man. Like, don't do it. Uh, don't I do saw a reply that was like, Shoddy going to turn into a Timberland boot at the next full moon. <laughs> I was like, that's perfect. <laughs> That is perfect. Um, that's how that's how she developed stand powers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jesus, and yeah, after and well, after that, Joseph does what any sort of like tired, uh, you know, New York heir would do. He takes a little trip to Mexico to to uh, relax and ride a motorcycle. I mean, I get that. <laughs> I'm just he like, needs a break. Yeah, that's self care. He just has to get his zoomies out. I feel uh-huh. like I I feel like Joseph is like really a model for like self care. Mm. I mean, maybe yeah, he, maybe maybe sometimes he's not. sometimes you gotta put a fruit hat on and go. That's like the most Bugs Bunny shit. That is that's literally just a Bugs Bunny cartoon. <laughs> yeah, but like, like but like Bugs Bunny is also very much like wrestling. So like all of these mm. things track to me. Hmm. Hmm. Of like. It's all just Looney Tunes. It literally is all Looney Tunes. Yeah. He's like, I use the cactus, a notorious conductor of Hamon, to beat this Nazi assassin or whatever who's following him. Oh, yeah. The Nazi assassin. Who he leaves tied to a cactus. That guy's definitely going to die of thirst. Like, very horribly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But also, he's a Nazi, so whatever. Yeah, no, he did, he had it coming too. Yeah, um, he's not a cool Nazi like von Stroheim. Like Stroheim. Um, yeah, Stroheim. Unfortunately, we don't see it in this part. Like, it doesn't happen until later on in 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 part two. But uh, he gets turned into a cyborg and has a huge gun implanted into his body and starts like hollering about the power of German engineering. Um, <laughs> And trying to trying to kill the pillar man with his like cyborg powers, including like I think he gets like a huge flashlight put onto him. Oh, that's like a sun. It's like yeah, it's like a UV light. Yeah. So they try to use it to kill them. Uh it doesn't work, but I think Stroheim does does Stroheim survive? Yeah, he does. Yeah. They, so the, it's, it, I did look this up while we were, and I'll, I'll say this, and then Rachel, I want to hear your feelings about uh, Stro- von Stroheim. They say, I believe, it's like after they defeat the Pillar Men, uh, 
they're like Joseph and von Stroheim never saw each other again, and von Stroheim died honorably died in, in the Battle of he Stalingrad. Honorably in the Battle of Stalingrad. What? Fuck <laughs> off! Fuck off! And it's like specifically, he died honorably in oh, Stalingrad. Also, uh, Smokey becomes the first mayor <laughs> uh, in Georgia. Oh yeah, in the state I of Georgia, he becomes I the first black to- mayor of Georgia. I, I didn't mention that earlier because we had kind of moved on, but that is sort of like taking him from being like this cool pickpocket who's stealing from white people to being like a respectable mm-hmm. like politician is sort of like the reflection of like guy who's hanging around to guy who becomes oil baron. <laughs> like I don't know. We don't know his his voting record as mayor. I will say That's that. True. <laughs> but they do that is like a standard i feel like for a certain type of media that's like a standard sort of like respectability arc is like making him the mayor it's totally yeah so it's very funny to imagine he like iraqi getting to the end of this part and then his editor being like, so what are you going to do with this Nazi guy? <laughs> He's like, I don't know. He, well, he, he died fall, honorably. He'll fall out of a guard tower. Like, it's... <laughs> um, <laughs> so, you're, my take on Stroheim, like, I mean, so in popular Western culture, I guess, it's like you have two options for showing, for, like, the fictionalizing in Nazi. They have to be sweaty disgusting repugnant and like powerful or they have to be like a fucking clown like there are Mm -hmm. two versions of hitler that can only be shown in western media and it's one of those like you have to be like goofy like shitty little idiot hitler that's just like a fucking moron or you have to be like very scary hitler um, and like Stroheim kind of like, like a lot of the, like, obviously like the guard Nazis that they show where Jojo sneaks in, in a, this scene, it's like, those are like disgusting clown Nazis doing harassment. And then Jojo combats harassment by doing charitably what is drag we don't i don't i the the gender politics of that scene have have got problems um but like stroheim is i guess you could say he's more on the side of like a christoph waltz like displayed like portrayed nazi Mm -hmm. i feel like he's both yeah like he's he's very buffoonish particularly in the moments in the episode when he's like how could he get through the vents? Yeah. Uh, because Santana uh, almost immediately escapes from his, his like magical science prison. Yeah. Uh, by folding himself through the vents. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, it uh, proves himself mildly useful when Joseph saves them uh, all from Santana by using, putting hormone in Stroheim's hair, <laughs> uh, which is very funny. He just like rips out a clump of it and is like, I'm going to use this to make like fucking cool needles or whatever. Yeah. I mean, like I'm looking again, I'm looking at the Jojo fandom wiki now as well. Uh, and it's like, 
Stroheim maintained his ba- bravery up until the Battle of Stalingrad, 1943, where he said to have fought bravely and died. Skip a paragraph. Stroheim is an enthusiastic nationalist. <laughs> he yeah, is particularly like- proud of his cyborg body. Because uh, it's like you could, like, if you really want to like this guy, I cannot personally stop you. Um, and you could be like, well, maybe he, like, switched sides. And he, like fought on the other side but then it's like he's an enthusiastic nationalist uh so like i wouldn't say that he's like like a one-to-one of like the christoph waltz portrayal of a nazi because like christoph waltz's whole character is that he's he's a mercenary at heart like he doesn't actually have any loyalty to anything the only thing he has loyalty to is himself and like getting his piece of the pie um i mean like uh, he's it's weird because it's like you know if I'm going to like analyze a character I always err on the side of like oh well here's the enjoyment I got out of it or here's something I enjoyed but he's an anime Nazi so I'm mostly just like well that guy sucks uh- <laughs> a, a literal a literal anime Nazi yeah he's an anime Nazi I don't I don't I don't want to hang out with him uh, <laughs> I do like Speedwagon being like Hey, he's gonna fuck you up. Yeah, he's gonna fuck you up. No, I, th- I, th- I think he's about to fuck. Yeah, he's fucking you up. Ah, uh, here he goes. He's gonna fuck you up. Um, <laughs> I also really like the idea of um, someone seeing Joseph's. Well, all the, all of like the bodies in these uniforms are very like goofy looking, but like someone looking at a guy who looks like Joseph Joestar, and then them being like, "Is that Joseph Joestar? I'm not sure. No, I've seen other." bodies that look like that one because <laughs> joseph has like a very like hilarious build yeah mary maybe you should speak because i feel like the the it is hilarious sort of but also everybody in jojo looks exactly like that yeah that's true yeah everyone there's like some normal people but they're not main characters they're just like they, like background characters but then like yeah every protagonist just looks like that until you get to part five i think four part four the characters are still pretty crazy looking how Um, crazy looking how many damn parts are there to this show uh uh there are five that have aired oh god six six seven and eight are like the in the manga but have not been adapted yet oh my god Uh, and part eight part eight is currently ongoing and has been uh running since 2011 Oh my god! Which is nuts. I haven't read any of that though. Yeah, this the the comic series has been going since the eighties, and uh, in part seven, notably, which I maybe we'll bring this up consistently, the villain is the president. Um, nice. Yeah, it's very good, and he his his ability his psychic power uh, is is called Dirty Deeds Done Dirt Cheap. After the ACPC song, <laughs> but in the dub, uh, or not in the dub because they haven't obviously made it into an anime. But the one of the translations of it is like, "That's my ability: filthy acts at a reasonable price." <laughs> filthy acts at a reasonable price is super good. Wow, I love that. God very, bless. Very There's a wow. lot. It gets like more and more like that. Uh, because they just he just like keeps getting more and more specific with the the song names and then they're like shit I don't know how we change this because <laughs> uh, they're like they're like uh wait what's the Mer- what's the 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 Aerosmith one 
It's just called like a plane or something, I feel like. Or no, Little Bomber. That's little it. Bomber. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's really good. That puts uh, me in a good mood to hear about. Yeah. Uh, but I think I'll probably wind up watching all of this now. Hell yeah. Because wow. it's like. We've, we've done it. <laughs> we can all like sort of leave our houses, but not really. And I still need to like fill my days with like some activity. And I am very unemployed. So like I may as well start watching anime. And you know, like, you can't really leave your house, but you can travel the world with just with the Joestar. With the Joestar family. You, you can go to you can go to Mexico, you can go to Europe. Oh space. Oh wow. Oh yeah, they do go to space very briefly. Yeah, they go oh, to I space. Oh, I love that. Well for let's them. let's maybe 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 we should I mean, I feel like we've already said a lot of stuff, but I'm curious because I know um you know Mary, yes, uh, in our last episode, you asked Sadie what she thought was going to happen to the characters afterward. And I, I think that's fun. Rachel, what what sort of would your guess be about the shape uh, of the rest of this season after having watched these three episodes and some of the stuff we've said about it? Well, you guys have you guys have given me some hints. Um, the shape of these episodes. Well, obviously, Joseph is going to uh, fight one of them and get his butt kicked a little bit. And then he's going to go, oh, no, who do I have Mm -hmm. to work with? Um, And I feel like there's going to be some good, uh, like, little fights with whoever he partners off with, which it appears he um, Mm -hmm. gets gets problematic and decides to partner up with some Nazis. uh, they, I will say and, they aren't they the Nazis aren't like the main allies. Okay, he, there's other he ends allies. Up teaming up with yeah, he teams up with the grandson of Will Zeppeli, who is Caesar, and they become like best bros. Oh, that's they, cool! I love that. And they're 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 sort of the big originator or one of the the major uh, examples of what I think is colloquially called JoJo posing. If you Google the phrase Jojo pose right now, I believe the first or one of the first things that comes up will be an image of Joseph and Caesar with their hands in front of their faces looking very cool. Define cool. I think it looks cool. (laughs) I think it's a cool pose. Oh, oh, I know Jojo pose. I know Jojo pose. I did that with Gerard Way once. We had a lot of fun. Um... (laughs) Hell Sorry, yeah. what? <laughs> when he was still online, we did JoJo pose together once when I went to a show of his. And then he logged off and is probably living a better life than me. Well, you know what? Good for him. He's working on the uh, Umbrella, Umbrella Academy, Academy, Academy. adaptation. So. Yeah. Yeah. So they do JoJo pose. I've kind of, I've probably done JoJo pose without realizing I did JoJo pose numerous times. I do love to it's, do, I do love to do T pose at this point. T posing is very good too. T posing is really good. JoJo posing, I feel like, has made its way into wrestling a little bit. Just like even someone like uh, uh, Shinji Nakamura. Yeah. Oh, like, he absolutely JoJo poses. Is very like in that that kind of space of like just the whole his trademark like the the rope hang and like yeah all that stuff yeah. i feel like a lot of women wrestlers do jojo pose and people don't note it as much mm. because jojo mm-hmm. pose on a woman is just like okay well she's doing her thing on a man it's so much more flamboyant 
Yeah, right. Yeah, because these a lot of them are essentially like somewhere between voguing and like fashion modeling. Yeah, which yeah, I think absolutely. is why it's like such a big thing on these characters because also as it goes on like Araki his like two big interests I would say are like prog music and um like runway fashion because I love that. he actually does collabs with like Gucci and like other fashion houses later on. Um but the thing is, like, he draws these characters who are just, like, these huge, like, muscled men just contorting their bodies into these ridiculous poses, wearing, like, clothing that is just completely absurd. It's, uh, and it gets, it gets I like, like that there more ridiculous like, as it goes on. I like that there's barely an attempt to put them in period-appropriate clothing in 1938. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, at first, when JoJo Joseph shows up, he's like, okay, he's, like, wearing, like, a jacket, I guess. He's and dressed then he like just Marty gets, McFly. Like, really he's dressed like Marty <laughs> McFly. Like, 100%. Yeah. I would wear that yeah. jacket, but I would also yeah. wear it for a Marty McFly Halloween costume. Like... Uh, you should look up what Caesar looks yes. like, how he's dressed, because... He has like a headband with a feather in it. And then he looks like he is out of his mind on MGMA at a music festival. Wow, I love that for him. Oh, yeah. No, Caesar has gone to God. What's the awful like festival in the desert? Paint on, I think. What's Burning the awful? Yeah, Caesar has, has, has done the burn multiple times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this, mm-hmm. this is a Burning Man guy. Oh yeah! Oof! Wow! 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 Apparently, like the narrowly avoided a a narrowly avoided a fate of becoming a free hug sign guy, and I'm yeah, he got killed way too soon for that. Um, Yeah, he gets super killed because he's a total dumbass. Wow! I love Um, that for him. He's he's beautiful, but he's like a total dipshit, and he gets killed for a totally pointless reason. He does like that whole anime thing of like. I'm going to go fight the guy on my own. In the in the scary house. I'm going to go to the scary haunted castle to fight the guy. And it's like, hey, Caesar, don't do that. And he's like, too late. I'm already dead. Sorry. So the fifth then, line down has someone's cat in costume as Caesar, which what? I do love. I'm going to screen See, cap it and send you it. I'm kind of interested in how the algorithm has decided, you know, what our interests are, because I'm looking at this now and... On the fourth line down, there is just a a picture of Joseph and Caesar kissing for me. Sure, um, I think your is also is cool. I am seeing mine. Caesar and Joseph body pillows. Also, I am Damn, looking we, at we do, we Caesar Meowpelly. <laughs> Caesar Meowpelly. Yeah, I'm looking at Caesar Meowpelly, and it's it's good. I like it. Uh, I, I want to see this. Cat. I sent you a link. Okay. Okay. Well, I tried to search it and it found zero results. So let me just see. Uh, I I sent you a link. I sent you a link in Discord. I'm looking at it now. That (laughs) is. So this is a cat that someone has MS painted on the the costume. And then um, because Caesar's whole, like the way he uses him on is he makes soap bubbles that like he uses his power to like make them explode explode or like cut people it's i forget i'm also um, sending you the furry art that was in mine because it's actually very good they start yeah, turn- it's, good. it's, it's like really good it's a rabbit wow he looks like sort of a, a, a or say clank 
Mm. Or or Sand did a great job. If they are listening yeah, to this, great, shout great out to them. Ari Sand, you did wonderful. If you're listening, I'm, and if you're not, I love. I love this cat. The cat's very good. With the bubbles. The cat is really good. The cat is really, really good. The thing about that I I always think about with JoJo poses is like, have you guys ever seen that thing that like a particular type of lib will do where they're like, think about what it would look like if they drew male superheroes the way they draw female superheroes. And then it's just like all these terrible drawings of mm-hmm. like, you know, Batman like turning and looking over his ass or yeah, whatever. And they just look like, like cool Rob Liefeld already, bullshit. Yeah. And it's like <laughs> Araki already did that. Yeah. yeah, exactly. yeah. Also though, if you um, imagine if they drew these men, if they like, they drew hot ladies. Awesome. Give me more of right. that. I right, yeah, out. that is we yes, more please. But I became if you, feral uh, over a baseball player's butt this morning. Like it's oh fine. God. I looked him up on Wiki and he doesn't seem problematic. So I did shoot my shot online. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's probably not gonna happen for me, but it's important that I tried. Well, you know what? Just chase your bliss. Reach for the stars. Thank um, you. Dreams come true, right? Like I'm still waiting to hear back from OC. I'm um, so jealous that you got that far. Well, <laughs> I was really proud of you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, also, if you look up, so like, you know, the, the opening of the show is like kind of computer generated with yeah. like the, the characters and stuff. Um, if you like look it up, the way that they got the characters to do some of the poses in the opening, like they're not things that a human body can actually do. They look like they are. But then if you like look it up, it shows like the angles of like behind them and their arms are just like sticking through their bodies in these really like grotesque ways to make nice. these cool poses. Nice. It's very good. It's very I funny. hope I, that is wonderful. I do love very, did you, that's like the thing I saw the other day that was like, it was uh, something pulled from Facebook, but it was like clearly showing that Tarzan was gripping the rope that he was swinging off of with his butt cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that's- literally, they literally did the thing of like that, um, that spider woman comic from like a few years ago, the cover where people were like, like she's crawling towards you or whatever. And people were like, well, look at this, how crazy it is. If you actually try to do this pose. Um, it's like, yeah, we did that. But for dudes doing cool hand jives and yeah, it's awesome. Was like let Jojo, rock. let Jojo do the Ariana Grande pose on the stool. That was physically impossible on the cover yeah, of that. Right, one album. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Let that happen. Let me do this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, every, every character in part five, especially I think could, because all of those characters are are functionally boy band uh, members, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. It's it's just very very good. Very the Joseph uh, Caesar friendship very powerful. Um, they they rock. They love to hang out. There is an entire episode in which they climb up a big pit that's like slicked with oil. Um, that's very good while wearing like restrictive breathing masks in which basically Joseph is being dommed by his mom. Wow. Gross. Ew. What, what was that? Sorry. Gross. I yeah, said, it's pretty gross. I said, wow. And ew. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, pro- maybe my favorite episode of the whole, one of my favorite episodes of the whole series. Well, let's not examine what that says about you too closely. Uh, I won't. <laughs> uh, I just like the pill. I don't know. I like when they climb up the pillar. Because Joseph just Everything tries Everything in this part is a pillar. Pillar men, big pillar. Uh, Joseph is a pillar of his community. Yes. 
They do actually talk often about how Joseph spends time at the community board meetings uh, in New York. He just sort of will go up and like beat the shit out of his local city council person. <laughs> There's a part where Caesar, when Caesar first meets Joseph, and I think we should probably wrap pretty yeah, soon. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. We're, we're you should watch ahead because the... there's a great fight when Caesar meets Joseph, where Joseph kind of wins by making a lady spit a pigeon into Caesar's face. Whoa. And it's not really. <laughs> Yeah, it's not really clear how that happens or why it happens, but uh, um, it super happens. She just pukes a pigeon up right into his stupid face. Um, so that's JoJo. Wow. I'm excited to do more, and I hope this is... People understand the things that I got out of this, too. Because, like, this sounds fun. Give me something to do. Maybe I can get this baseball yeah. guy that I like sh- was shooting my shot with to like watch them with me over Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> maybe that would be maybe I can have a Zoom date with Jason Kipnis while we watch JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Wow, I love that. I wish you the best. That would be a really good thing to come out of this podcast. I guess. <laughs> okay, that would, be, that would rock. <laughs> Which also does answer the the question uh, of of whether you will watch more of this, which I yeah, think is Yeah, I'll of, watch more. Absolutely. A, a big double-edged sword. Um cuz on on one hand it's very enjoyable and on the other hand it do it 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 consumed when I I first started watching it. It consumed several months of my life, I think. That sounds exactly like my wrestling trajectory. Mm-hmm. is just like okay yeah like uh let me get into this thing i'll try it out a little bit and now it's the only thing i talk about so that's fine i'm cool with that <laughs> it's that or like i hang out with my cats that's all i do and then i apply to jobs and i would love maybe a job. maybe at some point and then we'll we can wrap up maybe we'll get to a point where uh your cats can sort of do be be like caesar meowpoli uh, and and use their you know breathing attacks. Well, I would say that like Bucket is very stupid, so he's definitely a JoJo. Like the cat is not smart. He's beautiful, but he's not intelligent. Meryl could maybe do some other stuff. Very Joseph. Very Joseph. Um, yeah, Bucket is uh, very Joseph. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much for for joining us to talk about thank this. You, uh, thank you. Thank you for having part. me on. This was a lovely time. Tell can you can you tell our our, our listeners where they can find you and and what uh, in addition to shooting your shot, what they should be looking for. <laughs> okay, so you can follow me on Twitter at Rachel Millman. It's just R A C H E L M I L L M A N. I'm on there. I'm on Instagram. Uh, I feed feral cats every night on Instagram. If you want to watch that, I have two of my own. I have a wrestling podcast called WrestleSplania, where I am finally releasing episodes again because I uh, couldn't for a while. Um, and if you want to find me on Venmo, I'm uh, Rachel Hyphen Millman, and I am unemployed. Um, <laughs> and I have a, a documentary I'm in with my dad about gerrymandering reform a state-based legislature um and i uh like i said i do wrestlesplania if you want to listen to that and uh i'm i'm i think i'm pretty friendly so if you just want to be like hey what's up do you want to chat i have open dms so you can do that just be nice please 
Cool. Yeah. yeah be nice. Yeah. Just be, be nice. nice. Everybody. Just be nice. And uh, you can go to fanbyte.com slash podcast to hear more of our shows. You can follow Fanbyte on Twitter at Fanbyte Media. Eric is on Twitter at Eric Therm. And I'm on Twitter at Mary Kay. Oh, yeah. And you can follow Russell Splania at Russell Splania. Awesome. Cool. Um, yeah. Thanks, uh, everybody, for listening. Uh, and until next time, to be continued. Da, 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 da,